I'd like to start off by apologizing to uh, my imaginary friend, um, my friend Brian. <laughs> Another apology? All right. Yeah. Go for it, dog. So this isn't um, the Brian that you may think it is. This is the Brian that I work out with. This is uh, an imaginary person. So, uh, Brian, I know last week I said that... Uh, so so, so you saying this is the Brian you work out with? That's no, you, this, is this is not him. Okay. Okay. Not that guy. Uh, okay. Brian, I apologize for saying that you smashed in the back of your car where your daughter be. Um, <laughs> Whoa, well, see, Brian made a correction. He said he actually uses a sheet. So, you know, the, the daughter doesn't sit oh, in this. Oh, what, what? So did he tell you what the fuck the thread count was on that fucking sheet? Was it? No. Because if, if it's anything under 3,200... <laughs> He, he, he basically that, didn't have a fucking hey, sheet. Hey, he, he's just going off of what your logic was. He said, "Hey, you have to have a barrier between the ass and the couch." True, a so. thin. I said a thin barrier. It mm-hmm. has to be. But that that was for old girl Benita Applebaum. No, yeah. I don't know what kind of chick he had. Like she might need. I don't. I don't know. She yeah. might need something a little bit thicker, dog. She might need some fucking woolly mammoth wool or right. something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I just have to apologize, Brian. I am sorry um, to have uh, misquoted what you said you do, and right. uh, <laughs> misquoted his situation, dog. His whole situation. He had a sheet, thirty-two hundred thread count or more. Right. Hopefully. And hey, uh, welcome, welcome to the show. This is the Corporate Streets Podcast. This is the podcast for people who tells everybody that they have a government job. But you're really just a postal carrier. <laughs> and I go by the name of uh, Lord Jaron. And this is TJ. See, he hasn't been knighted yet, so he's just regular ass TJ. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I gotta wait. I gotta wait. You first, <laughs> I gotta wait. Hey, man. I, you can only do one ceremony a week, dog. It's only one ceremony a week. Right. So since you since you got Lord Jaron, I'll I'll wait my week. I'll wait till next week. Right. Yeah, man. I need to. I need, I really need to start fact checking before I tell these stories. Sometimes, man, because you know, at first it was Amber and the cooties and the AIDS issue, and now it's right. uh, not now. Not my friend Brian, but you know, this imaginary name. Like that's not. Right. I wouldn't put my guys out there. So nah, yeah. you wouldn't do that. So this is imaginary Brian, who uh, who apparently smashes in the back of his car, uh, but he uses a sheet. He ha- he like keeps a sheet in the car. So my right, bad, right? People, I'm trying to do better, and I'm gonna start fact checking. Please do, because facts are important. <laughs> but I just gotta say, I mean, I'm I'm crazy busy. Um, I've been. Uh, training for this running thing i got this uh 5k uh next week that i'm running in and uh oh shout out to you dog i just i just recently run a half marathon dog so right oh so you're gonna um, just you just damn man you didn't give me like five seconds for my 5k to breathe you're just gonna shit on my stuff <laughs> and say you ran a half you no ran, no no i didn't marathon. i didn't even want that shit to sink in dog like i didn't like i, people, I heard 5k and I was like, "Yo, let me let me go ahead and quadruple that shit right quick." Like they did, like people people didn't even have a chance to give me my props or nothing yet. Like they was gonna be like, "Oh, that's cute, you know, five k." So um, no, 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 before it, ran a half marathon. So how much? No, you get your shine. You get your shine. So five k. W- w- how long is that? 
Oh man, that's uh, how like far is that? Three point one miles. Like three point one miles. That's that's pretty. That's far. cool. Right. It is. It is. Shout out to you for that. Running so, um, for those miles. that don't know, a half marathon is about thirteen point one miles. So, um, so so it's only like ten miles more. That's it. That's it. I, I mean, mean, that's like that's like hell. A, that's you what, basically you basically did what I did. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah, doing what I just what 10 I just more did. Miles, I would have been there. I mean, what's the like a dollar there. dollar and a change <laughs> in gas? I mean, there ain't no big deal. Ten <laughs> right. more miles. So, so, you, miles, so, you, so you just ran you ran a, a, a half marathon. Yeah, yeah. So I just ran a a half marathon, thirteen point one miles. I am really I'm excited that I got that thing done. The process, it wasn't easy, man. I mean, because the training that you got to do requires fucking running. You know what I'm saying? And and not every once in a running? while either. Yeah, that shit training uh, for I a half marathon requires some running. I wouldn't imagine that, that you had to actually run to train to run. No, yeah, you got to do that. And it's not just a once in a while, like, you know, how you be like, oh, well, I'm going to go run today. And then next week you're like, I better go ahead and run today. Right. You have to actually run. You have to make a schedule. And thankfully, I had an experienced running partner. Otherwise, I'd have fell off early. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, Because when you're running by yourself, it's it's easy to say, man, I got to go to work, man. I got to go get the kids, man. I got shit I got to do. I got to go surf the net. You find any fucking excuse. Right. I got to go jack off, whatever the fuck. You find an excuse why you can't run. So if you have a running buddy or an exercise buddy, you guys can hold each other accountable. And um, because you don't want to be the bad influence that caused each other to give up on the training plan you know what i'm saying yeah because i actually have a friend um brian who i work out with um obviously not the guy i was talking about is, it, is this baby c brian <laughs> is this baby no the same baby c brian the same banging in the back seat brian <laughs> uh, bang out brian no this back is seat bang out brian <laughs> no this is this is another friend actually uh i i uh, plan to have brian in as maybe uh, our first guest sometime in the near future the brian you talking about the brian the one i work out with not banging oh, okay the i brian. thought you was talking about back seat baby seat bang out brian no this is a different I thought this guy. Was about. okay okay anyway my bad so yeah uh brian no, so yeah. so yeah man i trained i participated and i conquered dog so okay. that was uh that was a pretty cool achievement and i'm glad that i was able to get through that shit man and and i have to say it truly helped me understand the phrase it's not a sprint it's a marathon you know although i've only i only ran a half of a marathon I didn't truly run a marathon because that's 26. It's 26 miles, 26.2. Slacking. But yeah, I was slacking on my Mackin. But that phrase couldn't be any more real. You know, it's it's not about taking off and getting in front of everybody. You know what I'm saying? You can try that shit if you want to, but you'll find yourself on the side of the fucking road coughing up a lung. You know, you try to sprint in a in a fuck there's some guys yeah. who can do it but i i can't do that shit most of us can't yeah i've, I've run a, a a few 5ks actually um so uh-huh. you know that's more than 13 miles but you know what i'm saying i ran a couple of them in my life and you definitely get hyped up at that uh starting line especially when when you're new to it and 
that adrenaline is going and you're like, I mean, I'm about to run this faster than I ever ran. And that's a mistake a lot of people make. It It is. It's a big, it's, it's easy to do too. And that whole phrase, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. I, I just realized that it's it's not about getting out there and beating every fucking body. It's about being aware of the people around you, but not focusing on what they're doing. It's about finding your own stride and finding your own pace and doing what works for you. And that phrase, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. It truly embodies that whole that whole feeling. It's not just a bunch of words thrown together. So I, I, I learned that it was a that it's about perseverance and continuing on even though it hurts you know what i'm saying i don't mean to be so deep about right. a fucking quote but this shit really means something to me now so, so, so and then when you make it to the finish line you really know you achieved something great and you didn't quit and it's not a sprint man it's a marathon so there you have it in many ways that quote it it, it parallels life and during my years of walking the earth i said that quote many times and I understood the words, but now I feel the words. So there's an emotion that's tied to the statement when I say it now. You know what I'm saying? Right. Absolutely, man. And I know, I know. Like again, you you want to run fast, but you don't, and you just have to like kind of gut check because, like, I know, um, you might have like a 67 year old lady come running past you or whatever. You know, she's just beasting up the hill. And you kind of fuck yeah, dog. Yo, that shit. So there's another there's another part of this. It the shit was inspiring, dog. Yeah, it was inspiring. That was a beautiful story you just told. Like man, you you talking about persevering and running marathons and not sprinting. I mean that that was that was really inspirational for all of our listeners, man. I'm sure like they're all gonna run a gonna run a uh, run a marathon now, right? Oh no marathon. no! I'm not ta- I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about all the chicks in tights. That's what the fuck. Oh. <laughs> That's what was inspiring. Okay. There was so many chicks in tights. It was so dope. No, I'm just playing. No, but seriously though, uh, no no joke. Um, it was inspiring because there was a bunch of different ages, bunch of different shapes and body types that I was running with. And it's easy to think that only the skinny people or the buff people are fit enough to run a half marathon. You know what I'm saying? But I saw all kinds of body types. I saw chunky people. I saw fat people. I saw pudgy people. I saw bone skinny people. I saw regular skinny people. And then I saw people that that are in the middle that don't look fat or skinny. But there was at least one representation of each body type that I just named that fucking ran faster than me, dog. That shit. (laughs) That shit is humbling. You know what I'm saying? Because in the back of your mind, you think, man, ain't no way I'm going to let this fat chick run faster than me. In your mind, you want to think that ain't no way I'm gonna let this seventy-year-old lady run faster than me. Hold you know on, what I'm man. saying? Hold on. Hold and on. then she fucking she she takes off on you and shit. Uh, that, Hold on, that shit. Hold on. Let me let okay. me let me save you right now before you go you go too far off, because you know people have been getting just destroyed on the internet recently. Um, <laughs> as you know, I get all of my news from Facebook. Like I don't. Right, because that is the only news. Who CNN? What the what the, what the fuck is a CNN, the, dog? Who? I don't know what that is. So yeah, I get all I don't news know what from that Facebook. Shit is either. So the biggest story this week um, was actually about a girl who was um, her name's Taja Jones Banks. Okay, she's a I believe like a seventeen year old young lady. Uh, went to uh-huh. prom, 
had her dress on and you know very nice dress with some, mm, uh, I, I, I saw a piece of this story i didn't go too much into it but i saw yeah. a piece of it go ahead yeah you know she was happy you know girl going to prom just like any other teenager should be happy she had a great night did her yep. thing came back Have home fun. and you know what teenagers wait, wait, do. i think she wasn't even gonna go either she decided she was gonna go she was like yeah. fucking i ain't going and then she made a decision she was gonna go but she had a good time and you know just like any other teenager she got home posted up the pictures on the book and um she got destroyed her picture went viral <laughs> because um miss um jones banks uh she was she's she's over, she's overweight right and um, okay and so like somebody saw that they shared the post and they gave their commentary about how nobody needs to be like you go girl nobody need that yes bitch you know nobody needed to do all of that um that they should not encourage this girl who looks this way to okay uh, to do to so, be happy so basically. for health reasons is that what it is was it for health reasons um is is that what it was that people's angle is that you shouldn't encourage her to live like that i guess so you know it, it's it's it was kind of that um but no nah, because the, the couple mean, comments i saw they was killing her outfit I was gonna they say, was killing the way she looked yeah in the end they it, were it annihilating was, this chick it was just outright bullying was what it came down to um a classic okay. case of internet bullying um yep but the good thing is, is that, uh, well, before I get to the good part, there is a good part. Unfortunately, uh, there is a good part. But, you know, Tasia was like, damn, um, you know, I really had a good time at the prom. I wasn't going to go, but I went and had a good time. I was happy. But now, after seeing all it is, I wish I didn't even go. And, damn. like, just like many other people who saw this, I mean, my heart was broken. My heart went out to her. Because regardless of what this girl looked like in the end, she was just a teenage girl trying to live her life, trying to have fun, enjoy her prime. And dog, that's that's that social media monster, though, dog. Yeah. Like it don't it don't it don't fucking matter what you were doing. It don't matter if you're disabled. It don't matter if you ain't got them all. It don't matter what the fuck happened. You could have lost your limbs in war, dog, saving a fucking country. If somebody got to get their joke off. They gonna get they fucking joke off, and if they get a hundred thousand likes, your shit is going viral, and there's nothing you can do about it, dog. Nothing you can do. Yeah, that's fucked up. Cause normally when you hear something going viral, it's a good thing. Oh man, this went viral. It got this many views, and now YouTube is paying them or well, some shit. Babies, or now, ba babies, you know? baby. The baby memes went viral, and that wasn't good. That wasn't good for baby. Or excuse right. me, Birdman. Respect. <laughs> man you better put some respect on his name dog. but then again see here's the difference though Birdman is a celebrity he's super mega rich now I'm sure he has feelings and everything but he's a celebrity he puts himself out there he's on the biggest syndicated morning show in, in the country and well okay that might be too much but he, it is a big syndicated morning show and right. um, the breakfast club and so he puts himself out there However, this was just a regular ass person. And I think people forget that there are real people behind these memes. You know, 
some memes are lighthearted. You know, it's just a picture somebody <laughs> put out. But when it's somebody's actual prime picture like that, man, that's a real person back there. You know, right? It's not just a made-up character. So true. I, I think they forget that. Yeah, man. I people are mean as fuck on social media, but you know why that is though. They are mean because. They don't have to see you. You don't know who they are. Their identity is hidden. Shit would be much different if you had to validate your social media account with a social, a name, and address. Yeah. Like, shit would be much fucking different. Like, if you had to wear on your head what your Twitter handle was. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Shit would be much different. Motherfuckers would be watching what the fuck they got to say. Right. They wouldn't be talking all crazy. And... Just, yeah, that, that's a really good point. Um, I used to, like I say this at work, <clears throat> that, that when you t- say like you email somebody, right, they're talking uh-huh. crazy, reckless, you know, just just being really rude. But then if you call that person, you know, they tone down a bit. You know, that that, <laughs> that voice they had on the email isn't as, as big. But if you go and right. see that person, if you got to see them face to face, Man, they are a completely different person. They, they're like, nice. no, nah, uh, oh like, man, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean it like that. It they might have came off that way. They back all the way down. So yeah, that's true. You know, if this people wouldn't talk like that, most people wouldn't talk the way they talk on social media in person. Exactly, in person, they wouldn't, they wouldn't do that shit at all, man. But so, man, with these people, man, I don't know. I, I, I don't get it. I mean, I came from a place, you know, where, you know, people joned but uh, or talked about each other. It was lighthearted in the end. I think everybody understood that it was in person. It was for last. It really wasn't to hurt people. But they these this this breed of people with the social media and everything. And like you said, they can hide behind this 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 green name or whatever. It's different, man. And. People are having a hard time kind of uh, um, being able to deal with it. And so I'm going to say this last thing, man, to these people who do this kind of shit, who who go after this like a girl like this, a real person. All I got to say is fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> and fuck you. Who's next? <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> Please tell me you understand where the quote came from. If you listen, Man, and I hope if you, you don't, know if you don't know where that came, that from, it came from that legendary movie. Don't, don't, just stop listening. You do not have a childhood. You don't have <laughs> like there's something seriously wrong with you. Like there's certain movies. That no everybody man, not, see. everybody's not gonna know where that came from. But do, go find it. Fuck you. Fuck you. And fuck you. Who's next? Go find. Google that shit, and it'll come up. And when you find, if you ain't seen it, go watch that fucking movie. It's hilarious from beginning to end. Right. But you know what? Um, talking about talking about this girl, it really it really brings up a, a good point um, that I would like to make. It, it it just sparked an idea in my head. You know, people tell you your parents, teachers, uh, people who guide you, help help you grow they they're quick to tell you don't worry about what other people think about you you know 
And that shit is easier said than done. Have you ever heard that shit before, though? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Somebody ever told you, man, don't worry about what other people say about you or what other people think about you. Yeah. You ever heard that? Yeah, 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 of course. And so in this situation with old girl, that shit works perfectly. You know what? Don't worry about what other people think about you. You went to prom. You had a good time. You enjoyed yourself. And fuck what all these idiots are talking about because they don't know you and they're just popping shit because you don't know who they are and they don't know who you are so they get the pop shit but so don't, don't you, worry don't about you, that don't you think that's kind of hard though i mean that 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 would have been easy to say 10 years ago but don't you think it's mm-hmm. kind of difficult to say that in today's age where people are basically uh, developing their their uh, outlook of themselves based on social media and their likes. You know, people like if you don't get the likes, you feel like you're a failure. True, true, <laughs> right? If you 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 got this hot ass picture and you like, man, I'm finna kill the gram with this shit, and you only get twelve likes. That shit is heart wrenching <laughs> because that was me. Only twelve like, as motherfuckers a, as a, as a took the time to double tap for you. As as a photographer, that was me. I would post some pictures, and it's some shit I'm really passionate about, and it gets no likes, or not, you know, it doesn't get a lot of likes or whatever. And right, with with society being measured by likes these days, that's kind of a big deal. And for people who've only grown up in a society with social media, that is the only deal. Like, if you don't get these likes, you got a problem. Exactly. And, and that's and that's exactly what I'm getting at is that people will tell you, don't worry about what other people think. Don't worry about what people think about you. And that's not the whole fucking story. They're not these people who love you or claim they love you. They're not telling you the whole story. And so I just want to talk about that a bit because perception is everything. You know what I'm saying? And there was there was a prior to this whole social media outbreak where you have to get validation from other people them to like your pictures or to like your status before that even came about perception was still everything in the sense that how are the, how the fuck are you going to get a job if you don't care what other people think like if you like you know what fuck it i'm not going to comb my hair today cuz my mama told me that i don't have to care what other people think about me you know what i'm saying i'm not fuck it I don't feel like getting in the shower. I don't give a fuck what people think about me anyway. How the fuck are you going to get a job, though? Like, how, how are you going to get people to trust you enough to do business with you? You know what I'm saying? And so, to all the people that's ever heard, don't worry about what other people think. Or before you grow up to be a parent or a person that tells a friend, don't worry about what other people think about you. Just be fucking careful and tell them the whole story because... There's a time and a place to feel like you don't care or when you should care about what people think. You should tell the whole story. So I feel that to an extent. Um, however, as somebody that's um, kind of, I, I'm kind of a creative type of person. And okay. So like for me, um, when I first started photography, I was running my pictures by everybody. Um, to buy like other photographers to see what they thought, and uh-huh. you know it's like like just for them to critique it, and you know I would value that opinion, right? 
However, yep. um, a, a time came where I was past the technical stuff. Um, now I'm just operating off of creativity. You can tell me shit. There's, uh, like, you can tell me shit about my creativity. Just like uh, Erica Badu said, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. I totally mm-hmm. understood where she was came and coming from because like now this this uh creativity is coming from like the heart instead of the mind. It wasn't just um numbers on the camera. It was now like an expression of where I was right. coming from. So at that point, people's opinions didn't fucking matter to me because this is mine like you couldn't tell me anything and i remember um somebody's telling me like share this quote with me like for you to insult me i must first value your opinion so mm-hmm. as a creative person so you know like a rapper or a photographer like i said or um any type of artist i feel like they get to a point to where it's just coming out of creativity and if people are going to feel it, they're going to feel it. But it really, sh- they don't want to change what they're doing because somebody else is telling them, like, hey, your creativity isn't, uh, you know, up to, to the standard, you know, whatever standard that may be. How can you measure something like that? Very true. And I would say that that's the perfect situation in which that's when you decide whether you want to accept people's perception and opinion or not. So I'm just trying to make the point that there's a time and a place. And I don't think that that's expressed when the advice is given not to care about what other people think about you. You know, it's just it's just blank advice. It's just, hey, man, look, fuck what they talking about. Don't care about what people think about you. You do you. You do what the fuck you want to do. And people will not shower because of that shit. People will not put lotion on because of that shit. People will not do their hair, get their hair cut, groom their face. People will not care about themselves because of that type of advice. Dude. And that's not the whole story. But you know what I'm saying? So so a time so a time that um that that it's okay would be like what you said, the creativity. If, if you're an artist, you sensitive about your shit, cool. You do what you want to do, and that's your own decision. Peer pressure, though, is one of the times, is also another time, that once you got your mind made up on what the right thing to do is, don't worry about what other motherfuckers is doing. You just you just do what you want to do. But, again, there's those times when people use that blank advice, man. Right. Shit, I write what I want to write for this fucking resume. I ain't, I ain't going with the tradition. I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do because it's me. You know what? Fuck that. Who who says I need a cover letter? Who says I need a resume anyway? You know what? I was going to practice for this interview because that's what they say. But, man, fuck that. I'm me. I ain't doing none of that <laughs> shit. Well, you know what? You ain't going to have no goddamn job, okay? And well, perception is really, I, I guess, Um, I just want... I just, it just needs to be said that perception is important because if you don't look like a person that I want to do business with, I won't do business with you. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, that's like perhaps from a business perspective, but I remember going to school and 
you know, again, I, I came from a place where you had to wear, uh, you know, everything had to be perfect about like your, your appearance, um, uh-huh. you know, or else people would talk about you and clown you or whatever. And I remember going to school and these guys weren't ironing their clothes. They didn't cut their hair. I don't think they were brushing their teeth, washing their face, washing their ass. They didn't do anything. And they still were getting all the girls. I don't know if it was just because we were in a different place or because they were new. But in this case, I don't know. Maybe somehow being disheveled was a positive thing in this area. But the clean look that... I tried to come with that crap didn't fly. Nobody was oh, yeah. like ironing yeah. clothes or nothing. I mean, obviously it wasn't a job and this was college. Maybe that's just the way people are in college. Right. I don't know. But right. it, it, it just didn't seem like perception there really carried a lot of value. It did. It did carry a lot of value though, because the perception at that time wasn't, it wasn't, hey, you need to look, you need to be clean, you need to brush your teeth. It wasn't that. You need to look, you need to look clean. Perception was more of, are you cool? And that had its own separate uh, criteria for for perception, or excuse me, yeah, that had its own criteria for uh, what's cool, you know? So that had its own perception of what was cool. It wasn't you you wasn't cool just because you ironed your clothes and just because you had decent clothes on and a button up shirt and a, a and a tie with a belt. That wasn't what was cool. You didn't meet the that wasn't meeting the criteria for the perception of cool. So yeah. again, perception was everything. You looked like the fucking nerd then. So did you right. look like a nerd? If uh, you look like a nerd, no. then you are a nerd. Perception was everything. So if you wanted to be cool, you had to stop dressing like a fucking nerd. Again, perception won. I think, I think, uh, I don't know, man. I, I feel like as far as looking like a nerd, I mean, it, it definitely wasn't that. I mean, just because I ironed my clothes, I don't think that was looking like a nerd. Um, no, but that, that, was, that was square shit, though. In a sense, that was, that was square shit. Now, I'm not saying that I agree with it, but if we're talking about the disheveled kids who didn't brush their teeth or comb their hair were the cool kids, then you got to understand what the criteria for cool was. And being the guy that ironed his clothes and wore suspenders, you weren't cool. Not you, per se, but that that guy wasn't cool. So you didn't meet the perception of cool. And you probably didn't have the attitude of people who were perceived as cool. You probably didn't have the fucking attitude because if you ain't brushing your teeth in the morning, dog, you like, you know what? I got this toothbrush. I got this toothpaste. Fuck, man. Fuck that shit. (laughs) (laughs) You like, I'm at school and these teachers telling me do this homework, man. Fuck that shit. I know I'm supposed to be in class right now, but I'm out here with my friends and I'm popular and I'm popular as shit. Man, fuck that. Well, I'm not know, doing. I'm doing whatever the fuck I want to do. And, and so they it, had the fuck it attitude, and that made them cool. I, I guess it comes to, um, you know, like people have their right to to an opinion, to their opinion, but you also have the right to ignore it. You know, so as far as you know, their perception of you, you know, allowing that to affect you. I mean, 
they have that right. They have that right to have that that perception. But again, you have their right to ignore it. I think. And yeah, and that the, that's a true statement. At the end of the day, it's your life. You have you you need to be decisive on when you choose to listen to people or when you decide to do your own thing. Just understand that there's a time and a place whether to care or whether to disregard what people think. Right. Because if you carry that shit into the wrong room, you're going to be kicked out of that motherfucking room. And if it's the room of business, I mean, imagine having your own business and you saying fuck that shit all the time. Well, you ain't going to have no fucking customers, which means you ain't going to make no money. And if you ain't making no money, you won't have that business for long. Right. So the whole fuck it attitude, that doesn't last for very long if you're a business owner. Right. But if you're a creative that gets paid to make music and people love how you are and they love your persona, you can do a lot of fuck that shit. You can do a lot of fuck it. I'm going to do what I want to do yeah. because that's what makes you different. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And, and yeah, and I would like to say to the to the creative folks, um, you know, never allow yourself to be defined by someone else's opinion of you. And um, one of the most creative people said it best to me. Um, Prince said, you know, my only competition was me in the past. He didn't care what people said about him. You know, he didn't care about who else was out there. And I, I always think about that quote whenever I'm starting to feel like, um, you know, what other people are doing and what other people may be saying about me. And yeah, I just love that. My only competition is me in the past. Rest mm-hmm. in peace, rest rest in peace, Prince. God bless the dead. I miss you, my nigga. <laughs> but you know what? But I mean that. But the whole not caring thing. I mean, it it is pretty difficult though. Um, like with this girl, I know it's got to be super hard for her to um, not care what people think. Um, I mean, it was definitely hard. it was hard for me. <clears throat> like as 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 at that age, it was really hard for me. Um, I mean, it's something that I struggled with all during grade school. Um, like the school we came from, you know, people love to Joan, which is the dozens talking about people, whatever you know, and um, whatever whatever actually, your hood called yeah, it. Yeah, actually, Jones are kind of degraded. You know, like the whole what are those? You know, I mean, maybe that's not really hot anymore, but I mean, it was funny. But you, you, you seen those what are those videos? Yeah, yeah, what are those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I could have seen that working back then, but it, it actually, you know what? I guess that was a, a really great joke because, like, the kind of shit we would say would be, you know, boy, look at them straight legs. You know, they're talking about <laughs> right. they're talking about your jeans. You know, if your jeans wasn't baggy, you know, uh, I think we were talking about how Levi's made a cut. They had a cut called straight legs. <laughs> and, right. You know, just the image of having some jeans. Dude, and you stayed the fuck away from straight legs. <laughs> you, you did not get those. You always got the relaxed fit, the right. baggy fit. Right. You stayed the fuck away from the straight legs, dog. Right. <laughs> Wait. What were the straight legs? Were they the five hundred ones or something? I think the relaxed fit was Man. like the five sixty two. I didn't even look at the they, number. I didn't want to have nothing to do with them. No, dude, I had them fucking numbers me- memorized at the time. But you stayed away from the fucking tapered, the tapered ankled straight leg. You needed the boot cut, 
relaxed fit. You you stayed the fuck away from straight right. legs. And, and yeah, I mean, in times have certainly have changed. Um, I mean, yeah, even a couple of weeks ago, you, you know, on, the, on your outro, you mentioned something about getting your jeans tailored so you can show off your cornbread 12s or whatever the hell the shoes were. <laughs> <laughs> the flu games, dog, not the cornbread. <laughs> Yo, I don't know about that rich nigga shit. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know all these shoes and these uh, yeah, hype bees names and dwells. stuff. Yo, he needs some yellow and brown, like like yellow, like yellow at the top, brown yeah. at the bottom, and they can be the cornbread. They could be the cornbreads, dog. You just you might have created some shit right I now. I would say somebody can go ahead and take that, man. The hype beast might go crazy over the cornbread twelves, dog. I, I, Straight hey, up. Y'all got it, man. Just go ahead. Yeezy. The the Yeezys can be these are Yeezy cornbreads or whatever. Right. You know, he had the red October, now he got the Yeezy. The cornbread boost. Yeah, the cornbread boosts. Yeah, so. yeah, that's cool. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> yeah, you mentioned you know having like, like tailoring your jeans. So basically, tapering the legs to to show off the shoes. So right. I mean, like the whole thing with the way clothes are now, you know, like clothes are just just generally smaller fitting or tighter fitting on on men. You know, it used to just be women couldn't get away with that. Well, in our school, women couldn't even get away with that. Yeah. They talk about their straight legs, too. But but with guys, like, even myself, um, I actually, I've been losing some weight lately, and uh, that's kind of forced me to, to go shopping and change, you know, get different clothes. And I had to make the decision that I can't no so longer. So you, you went and got some straight legs? I got some straight legs. I couldn't, I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't go around, you know, with baggy jeans. and Don't and go a, back to the old hood, dog. Don't go back to the old fitted, hood. You know, looking like an old head, I couldn't do that. You know. Dog, so, don't go back. Because if you do, they're going to kill you in them streets, man. They'll kill me now Literally. for wearing baggy clothes, right? And so, <laughs> so I mean, what do, what do you think about that, man? What do you think about that, that shift? In, in in fashion to where like clothes I tell you where it came from dog. I will tell you exactly well my interpretation there's a time under my own interpretation this is just me remembering back when it wasn't acceptable to wear the correct size clothes in hip hop culture and if you wore fitting clothes then your clothes were too tight you know what I'm saying like right. if you wore the shit that was your size then it was too fucking tight. And that philosophy, it extended through hip-hop culture into our neighborhood, right? right? And then spilled over into junior high and high school lifestyle, dog. That's what the fuck was happening. And all those stupid-ass jokes about, oh, man, your shirt's so tight, I can see your heart beating through your chest. Right. You remember that stupid shit? Right, right, right. Or, man, your, your, your pants so tight, I can see you got a quarter in your pocket. And it's like, damn, dog, I'm just trying to wear the shit that fits. You know what I'm saying? So um, there, there was a shift. And I think I have an idea when the shift happened. Okay. All right? So check this out. So uh, from what I remember, now this is long after, well, what, not long after we're out of high school, but after we're out of high school. From what I remember, Jay-Z had a song called What More Can I Say? Now that song dropped on his uh, Black album. What more his, can I say? On the Black album. Yeah, oh, you yeah, mean, that you was mean, in you mean his last album. Uh, 
Yeah. Because and because he, he was going to retire once he did. He's going to do right. an he's album called The Black Album. Yo, shout out to... Thank God he didn't. Shout out to... Well, I'm not going to say... I'll say his name. Shout out to Steph P. Because back in like 99, he said that Jay-Z, his last album was going to be black. This is going to be an all-black album. And that's when he's going to retire. He called that way back then. I don't know if he saw an interview or something, but he knew that. I remember very... Oh, did he? Hell yeah! Like he he said that way back then. You know he was like the biggest Jay Z fan in the world. He was a he was much he was a much bigger, bigger Jay Z fan than I was and, at the time. And yeah, and he he said that way back then, and I, I didn't really understand what he was talking about. And then it came out, and I was like, wow. And what did you say? It came out in two thousand three. Two thousand three. Okay. Came late late two thousand three. I believe it was late two thousand. Uh, let me see. Two thousand one was Blueprint. Two thousand two was Blueprint two. The double disc joint, and then uh, 2003 was the so-called last album, the black album. So yeah, it was late to fourth quarter. Jay Z like dropping shit in the fourth quarter, so it was probably okay. like November or some shit, October, November or some shit. And then he so, came out uh, like four other albums. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah, he had more albums. He he really didn't quit, and he's probably working on one as we speak. Right. But uh, so Jigga had a line that said. And I don't wear jerseys. I'm 30 plus. Give me a crisp pair of jeans and some button ups. Wow, right? we're, we're 30 plus. Yeah, he said he was 30 plus. Okay. So I don't wear jerseys no more. Remember, that was the throwback jersey phase. Like, you had to have the fucking Sixers jersey that was from the 80s and right. shit. Like, you, you, you had to have the throwback, you know, whatever. You had to have throwback the old Derek Coleman jersey. That. Fabulous have a right. song. <laughs> Duh. Fabulous. Yo, I think I saw an interview. I want to say I saw an interview where Fabulous said after Jay-Z said that line, he had like he had like twenty thousand dollars worth of throwbacks <laughs> in his closet. <laughs> like, he was what like, what the fuck am I gonna do with all these throwbacks? <laughs> what the fuck am I gonna do now, right? <laughs> Seriously. Cause shit, Fabulous came out in 2001, and I think he was like 18, 19. He was he was super young. Man. Well, no. He, he was had- probably older than that thing because he's a little older than us. But he came out back in 2001. And, you know, he was just getting money. And he bought all these throwbacks. And like, what the fuck I'm going to do with these throwbacks? And then he turned now. around and made a song about throwbacks. A whole well, song. Well, um, th- I think that was before Jay-Z killed the throwback. Well, that's what I'm or saying. It might have been saying. around the same time. That's what I'm saying. It was before he killed it. But what I'm saying is he made a whole song dedicated to it. Jay-Z made half a bar about it. And that was it. That's all it took. That's all it took. Uh, Shit, speaking of that, uh, on the the Blueprint 2, on the song Show You How to Do This, Jay-Z made a line. He said, and what'd he say? We don't drive X5s. We give them to baby mamas. And back then, if you had a BMW X5, you were that dude. But when Jay-Z said, you don't drive them no more, he ghettos the baby mamas. Like, all the hot rappers had X-Files, though. They had to get rid of them shits because Jay-Z said so, dog. He was really running. He was running rap. Shit, he still is. But um, what I was getting at was that after he made that line about, I don't wear jerseys no more, I'm over 30, uh, he killed it for throwbacks. The whole grown man phase in hip-hop occurred. And it just... That brings me to another memory of Lil Wayne. He was in Rap City in the basement, and he was in a booth. <laughs> and this is when he was making rounds with, yeah. with Squad Up. This is this is pre-Carter One. 
This is when he was just dropping super dope mixtapes where he was just taking people beats and just annihilating the beats, killing people's songs and shit, right? And so, anyway, I remember he was like in an in-between phase. He had on a throwback. You can probably YouTube this shit. He had on a throwback Hawks jersey, but he had on this big, bulky-ass button-up on top of the damn throwback jersey, dog. The shit looked stupid, dog. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> the shit was crazy. And that was that was a clear transitional period that I was like, damn, even Wayne is paying attention to the shift. Jigga said, you got to wear a throwback or you got to get rid of throwbacks and wear button-ups. And he couldn't get rid of the throwback. Maybe he paid too much for it. Hold on, but he hold said, on, fuck it, on, I'm going to throw a button-up on top of this shit. Hold on. You said he had a Hawks jersey and a button-up? Dog, he had on an Atlanta Hawks throwback jersey, and on top of the, the on top of the jersey, he had on a button up shirt. Dog, when did that ever yeah. make sense, though? I just that's what I'm trying to explain to you. I remember that being a transitional so, period. So dog. he was just trying to cover both bases and was like. Dog, he didn't know which way to go. Or maybe he just paid too much money for that fucking throwback. He like, that line came out last week. <laughs> he was like, I'm wearing this goddamn jersey, okay? 300 of my hard-earned 400 degrees dollars to, right. to get this jersey. I'm wearing right. this shit. Right. <laughs> He was probably featured on. He was he was featured on one of the albums. He got a little check. He got five hundred dollars, and he was like, "I'm gonna buy a throwback with that." And Jay Z came out with that line. He's like, "No, fuck that. I'm wearing this jersey." Okay. So, um, but yeah, man, uh, that was a transitional period that I remember. And uh, the jersey was underneath, and it was big. It was huge as a motherfucker. And then the button up was baggy as fuck. And like, and even and even uh, what's the name? Uh, big Big Tigger. Yeah. Big Tigger was wearing a big ass Allen Iverson Sixers jersey, dog. Like I remember, I clearly remember that shit because that let me know this shit is about to change over. Like shit is changing right now. We can't even we can't even wear the jerseys no more. Now I never really got into the jersey thing. I was like, thank God Jay Z said something about button ups because I was the nerdy guy. That wore button ups already. Right. You know what I'm saying? I I didn't have throwback jerseys. I never got into the jersey phase. I got a small frame, dog. I'm like five six, and j- I mean, just I'm at in high school. I'm I was probably fucking five four, five five. There's no way I was gonna wear a big saggy ass jersey. So I wasn't into the throwbacks, and I didn't have fucking four hundred dollars to spend on one shirt. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I didn't, so I didn't have that kind though. of money. I, I feel like. There was a kind of a resurgence of big clothes though after that though. Wasn't like the Soldier Boy era after that? Uh Soldier Boy Soldier Boy's t shirts and shit was like down to his knees. Like Right. I agree. I agree. So hold on. So I'm 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 not finished. So that was I'm just saying that that was a transitional period from the big oversized jerseys to button ups. Gotcha. So we still were in big fucking clothes, but we start looking more corporate because Jay-Z said that you got to wear button-ups now, okay? So, this is around the time that Kanye West was coming out. Right, I, think I was thinking of Kanye, Kanye West shit dropped in, like, early 2004, and 
he was making it cool in the hip hop culture to wear his clothes fitting. I mean, he had polo shirts. He didn't do the button ups much, but he had polo shirts and his shit was fit. It wasn't oversized. He looked like a college kid. And that was his whole theme was the college dropout. Right. Right. And around that time, Lupe Fiasco was coming out. I remember he came out around Kanye's time. He was in that era. And Lupe Fiasco was bringing a skateboard culture with him. And then at that time, Pharrell had a skateboard team. Uh, Pharrell, a.k.a. Skateboard P, had a skateboard team. Right. And I think the skate culture is what made it cool to wear tight jeans. Because that's that's some skater shit, yeah, yeah, from what out. I know. And that's when guys are... Um, urban guys started wearing skinny jeans so like so you see the pathway i mean this is this is how i remember it and i think that was the pathway i think it i think for me it started with jay-z saying put on a motherfucking button up stop wearing these stupid ass jerseys and then i remember wayne having the jersey and the button up and by the way his freestyle was well actually I don't think it was a freestyle because I think when the Carter One came out, I found I realized that some of the lyrics was from some shit off the Carter One, so it wasn't totally, it wasn't totally off the top. It wasn't an off the right. top type freestyle. Right. It was just some shit you're that he was about, rapping. You're talking about Rap City in the Basement, right? Yeah, Rap City in the Basement. Yeah, okay. What did I say? Did I say that shit? No, I'm just making sure. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just reading. Oh yeah, I'm talking about Rap City in the Basement when he was rapping and shit. And I think we later found out that that was lyrics from the Carter. But anyway. um, I remember that happening, and then Kanye West came out, and then Lupe Fiasco came out, and Lupe Fiasco was trying to bring the skate culture, and then Pharrell had a little skateboard team, and he was trying to bring out the skate culture, and I don't ever remember Pharrell wearing a bunch of baggy shit, so um, with him being in the skate culture, he probably wore tight jeans, and then the skate culture, I think, brought the fucking skinny jean, I think they're the ones that brought the skinny jean. I think they're they're the culprits for men yeah, in skinny definitely. jeans, right? And so, as hip hop began to embrace the skate culture, the slim and the skinny jean walk right through the front fucking door, dog. That's that's what happened in my eyes. And meanwhile, you did have what was them cats' names? That's that party like a rock boys. star and all that stuff. What you say? Remember like the party like a rock star song? Right. Well, before that, before that, it was uh, them franchise boys with with the white tee, lean in my white tee, lean in my white tee, the big ass baggy white tee that looked like a dress, right? And then it's the tall tee, you know what I'm saying? That they come down to your knees and shit. So that was just, that was very (laughs) short lived. And then once that shit went out. People look the fucking mess, man. Like, Like, I know, like, that's how it is with pretty much every trend that comes out but some shit like that i, I never felt that that the, the super long t-shirt I, I didn't get it i didn't get it at all but you know i'm late on this shit too yeah you know what you know what i'm thinking about is that um now that i think about it when i'm talking about jay-z i'm talking about kanye i'm talking about skateboard p i'm talking about kind of like more east coast people i know kanye is from chicago but he moved to new york and i know skateboard p is from virginia but i know he did a lot of business in new york uh or i'm 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 thinking that he did a lot of business in new york because that's where a lot of these labels be right um it's not a ton of labels in virginia but what i'm getting at is in new york 
or in that in that region people were listening to what Jay-Z was talking about but down south you did have the soldier boy and then franchise boys who was doing the tall T thing so they uh they didn't they didn't take the switch over as fast it took a little longer for it to meet to meet down south so i think i think that you're right about that so wow. and it wasn't I guess what I'm getting at, man, is it did take it did take a while, but the evolution came, and it wasn't until recently that myself, like you said, you was late, I was late as fuck too. It wasn't recently, it wasn't until recently that I started wearing the right size fucking clothes. I right. look at some pictures of old pictures of me, dog, and I look like a I look like a fucking idiot, dog. Like yeah. with some, well, I look like a damn clown, like I was playing in my dad's fucking, <laughs> like I was playing in my dad's closet or some shit. The shit is just too big, dog. Uh, see, for me, I was late because, mostly because I was too big to be wearing tight-ass clothes. I mean, it just didn't work. However, mm -hmm. um, now I can fit some 2X stuff in pretty comfortably. And uh, so I've been buying some stuff, man. I got some jeans. Oh, shit. Today I actually bought my first pair of joggers. Oh, you got some joggers? I got some joggers, man. And I remember you telling me. Did you me, get like did you get like uh like the like the fleece material, like um actual jogging pants, like cotton material, or did you get like the uh, like the chino material so you can dress them up? Man, I don't fucking know. I think I think they're like just regular like the thick cotton. Bit. Okay, but yeah. say, man, are they like jogging pants or like dress pants? Fuck, man, like which one? Are they like jogging pants? Dude, I don't know, man. Like comfortable, like my you wearing to be comfortable. Like jogging pants, man. Uh, they okay, feel like they'll got be it. Warm. They taper down at the bottom. My yep. son, my son, even congratulated me. Like, wow, you got your first pair of joggers. I got four of them. <laughs> He's like, I got some Jordan joggers, and I got like these white ones. I was going to get two, man. I didn't know how these was going to look. And they actually, <laughs> it to be, they actually look too baggy still. Like, they, they oh, feel okay. big. So, uh, I don't know if I can get a 1X in these now. But that's crazy for me to even feel like, like, for me to say, these pants are still too big. And Duh, that's that transition. That's the transition, yeah. dog. Congratulations. You you you're welcome into the club now yeah, where man. it's acceptable to wear the fucking size that it's acceptable to have the shit fit you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and man. not be so baggy. And I got dog, like I said, I just recently got into it, dog, myself. I'm I'm when I say recently, I mean a couple years. I mean you're like you're truly recent. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm a I'm, couple years in now. I'm I'm recent as in a couple of hours recent, like <laughs> Like, I got, like you are the definition of recent. And I bought, I went in like the past couple of weeks, I've been buying up all the V-necks Target has to offer. And I remember even V-necks, like you couldn't, man, let you walked up in school with a V-neck on. You would Dog, never you can be caught it. dead with a V-neck. I have clothes where I wore it once and I just got clowned on it and I never wore it. I retired <laughs> that shit. I retired that shit for, like permanently. That's right. Good. That was <laughs> it. Right. That's all it took was that one time. You're like, man, fuck that shirt. But, I tell my mama I ain't wearing that shit no more. She's like, how you like the shirt? Oh, yeah, ma, it's nice. That shit will live in the back of the fucking closet. You would never see that fucking shirt again, dog. Right. And But like like I was trying to tell you, dog, like, so like I said, I'm about 5'6". I, I got a small frame. And, dog, uh, I just realized 
how I wore large like button-up shirts. Should you, be, should you huh? be saying a small frame? Yeah, a small frame. That's that's. So that's what so it is. so you're petite. My build. I have a small build. So so you're petite. No, dog. No, no. I didn't fucking say that, dog. That's what shop, women say. I'm shop, not, I'm not petite, dog. You shopping the junior misters. No, right. dog. That's that's what the fucking women do, dog. I don't. I didn't. I didn't say that. I don't know, man. So I have I a feel, small build, dog. I feel some kind of way about you telling me about your frame and like it's small. Like I, I gotta. I gotta envision. It's like, see, this is an audio show. It, your right. words create images. I don't That's why I'm using the word your, small frame. I don't want to imagine. So when your I say frame. I'm five six, when I say when I'm saying I'm five six and I have a small frame, I'm not what they would consider pudgy, chunky, fat, any of that. Why don't you just say like I'm a little guy? I feel, I feel man, better fuck that. that. Why the I, fuck would I say I'm a little guy, I, dog? I feel, I feel, I feel better <laughs> imagining a little guy rather than a guy. No, with a small man, fuck frame. that, dog. I'm not. <laughs> Hey, you know, guys, I'm a little guy. Dude, I'm not... Yo, that just sounds fucking lame. Like, why are you trying to weak me down, dog? Like, I'm... People gonna be in the fucking street trying me now because you because I'm a little guy. No, dog. I'm man, I'm a grown fucking man. Out there. And my build, I have a small build. You know what I'm saying? You, you don't want to put your stats I, out I got, there. I got the fucking Floyd Mayweather going. Yo. Yo. Look. So try that. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of cats trying you in these streets... Man, so like I said, I bought my joggers, right? And uh-huh. I'm thinking my pants are little. Man, I saw this dude. He had like his shit was skin tight, right? <clears throat> he it, he had like some neon blue stuff. He had like some sunglasses and a hat. He looked like a clown, to be honest. Um, <laughs> his jeans were tight. They were like capris. He like had them rolled up, and he had some kind of funny socks on. I know that's the thing now. Colorful socks, colorful shoes. Right. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why does he look like that? And then I had to remind, <laughs> I had to remind myself, I mean, we are in the hood. Like, this guy might be a savage out here. Like, Right. Like, He's a colorful fucking savage. <laughs> yeah. And it's difficult to tell who the savages may be. Like, you think of, like, <laughs> you think of, like, Chief, Chief Keith and his crew, right? These guys, right. Are, these are small-framed young men. Kind of like yourself, and okay. they weren't. Don't these... fuck with them because they might be, you know, like myself. You know what I'm saying? Right, might right. be gutter out here, dog. And they and they from the south side I of Chicago. Gutter motherfucker like a fish out in these streets. <laughs> and they savages, <laughs> right? They're the south side, the most dangerous neighborhood in the world, easily. Well, it's not an air neighborhood; it's an area. Like, in the south side, it's huge. I don't know if you ever been in Chicago, but I've been. My 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 sister lives like in Hyde Park, kind of close to right right there by like where the South Side begins. I yep. think that's where it begins because there's no telling where the shit ends. Like I have okay. to be all the way back to St. Louis by the time I feel safe and sound that I feel like I'm far enough from the South Side of Chicago. Okay, man, I did a photo shoot there once with this guy, uh, Vic Spencer. He's a he's a rapper uh, from Chicago. Um, yep, and he took me to Inglewood. Now, Inglewood, Ingle, Inglewood in Chicago. Inglewood is a neighborhood in Chicago. Got it. Because there's an Inglewood in Cali, and I know it's rough there, right? Or it used to be. I don't know what it's like now. 
But Inglewood. Yeah, you still don't fuck around Inglewood, but go ahead. Yeah, well, Inglewood, Chicago, you really don't want to fuck around that area, man. Like, this is where <laughs> all the the three hunters and um, the OTFs, BDs, GDs, GBE, Glow Gangs, and all the savagery. I like, I don't know what all yeah, this shit means. All the shit that I don't know nothing about anymore. But, but go ahead. But this is where, like, these niggas is with the shits. That's, this is where they came from <laughs> and man it like i just learned what Chirac came from i i don't know i didn't i don't know how i'd ever put it together it's like iraq but a shot rack <laughs> dog you getting old yo. <laughs> i never cared i didn't want to be around that shit i never wanted That's to be cool, around Chirac. i didn't want to educate on, myself on it look you better know what the fuck is going on while you hanging in Chicago. You better know what the goddamn Chirac is. You better know what Bruh, that means, dog. There like, are certain th- places that I've gone to in my life, and you just feel like the hair on your neck stand up. You feel like there's imminent danger south side of Chicago, one of these places. East yep. St. Louis, one of these places. Dog, as soon as you Memphis. cross that bridge, dog, as soon as it's broken down and fucked... I don't know if that bridge got fixed yet. Yeah. Because I left years ago. But it's broken down and fucked up as that... that, that uh, uh, You know that what that bridge, bridge is called? Is? You know what it's called? The MLK, What's that? The MLK Bridge. Of course, the MLK <laughs> right. Bridge is fucked up. But yeah, that's the bridge you're right. talking oh, about. I thought, I, thought you had a, I thought you had a slang name for it or something that I, I MLK is a slang name. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> like that's that might as well be the slain name but that's a, yeah, that's a story yeah. for another day but but yeah you cross that bridge and you feel like your life can end today <laughs> I, I tuck my chain in uh do not fuck around at east saint i don't go over there i'm not dark enough to be over in east saint that's yeah. another conversation too yeah uh people will try you well there was a time i know when I was living out there, I wouldn't fuck around the East Saint because I was too yellow. I was I'm a light skinned young man going over to East Saint, and light skinned people are considered weak in Black America for some reason, and they will try you. What you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What you say? You don't understand it? Nah, I don't. I uh, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I guess I get it because um that's what you, that's what it has to be I guess you know that's, what it that's is what you though, right? come up with you, that's you, what you come up with but I don't get where that I don't I don't understand why I got to be that way I, I'll tell no, you I I'll tell you why you gave us a history lesson on how clothes got small I'm gonna give you a, a history lesson on how light skinned dudes started losing out here <laughs> there was a okay. young there was a young man an entrepreneur if you will his name was Nino Francisco Brown, otherwise known okay. as Nino Brown. Yeah, his middle name might not be Francisco, but that sounded dope. I think that would be. It a good does name. sound pretty dope. I think that, that, that was off the top. Name. Yeah, was that off the top? Yeah, I just made it up. I'm, I'm Francisco. Getting, I'm, I'm that, that goes well. <laughs> so, so yeah, Nino Francisco um, Brown, Nino Brown. He had a, a, a he had two light skinned cats on, on his uh, payroll. Nino Brown is from. <laughs> New Jack City. We talked a little about a little about New Jack City when we were giving out street credit scores. We gave Pookie the lowest rating of a three hundred. Yep. So Nino Brown, man, I wish I was good enough to know the exact line, but basically 
there was a light-skinned gentleman sitting at a table. Nino Brown stabbed him in the hand. And that pretty much ended the shit for all light-skinned brothers out here in these streets. And then later in the movie, G-Money, played by Alec, Alan, uh, what's his, his name, Alan Payne? Uh, Alan Payne. His last name is Payne. Is it Alan? I think so. He was light-skinned. Okay. And his name was G-Money yeah. in that movie. Yeah, go look him up, G-Money. Yeah. G-Money. He was definitely G-Money, G-Money was crying, begging, and pleading Nino to forgive him after he burned down the quarter. And... G Money went out like like a. He went out like he didn't go out like a G, Money should have. He got shot. He was crying, <laughs> and Nino Brown did him in. And Nino Brown. All right, so there you have yeah, it. Yeah, so that's that's, be, that's why. And so that's because why of that fucking movie, I can't. I couldn't go to East St. Louis. It was 1992, and yeah, that's where it, that's where it was the like the downhill the decline of the light-skinned man in America started. Okay. 92? <laughs> oh, you know, because and, and then again, and then again, that was the rise of Michael Jordan, too. So, dark-skinned brothers were doubly, like, winning. Right? <laughs> right. But, see, that I, did, lot, that was, I didn't have the, that. See, I wasn't scared because I wasn't light-skinned. So I'm not light-skinned. I'm, I'm dark-skinned. However, I think my mother kind of set it up for me. Like, I remember going to church and we we went to the church on the north side and we would start getting into the city and i remember she would like lock the doors as we started getting into the city and she never really said anything but i did pick up on that we were getting into this sketchy neighborhood and she locked the doors so i remember doing that as a teenager pulling up to my girl's house she stayed on the north side and and I will pull up, and as, as as I got closer to the house, I would like cut down the music. I would cut off my little neon lights that were in my car. I would let up the windows. I would. It was like just levels of trying to security, if you will. Yeah. Levels of security. Yeah, that <laughs> that I would do as I got closer. You know so, what that's called, right? What is that called? That's called street smarts. <laughs> that's 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 exactly what that's called. That's, that's called survival. <laughs> no, no, that that's street smarts. Th those are specifically it is your street IQ, and you understand when you're in certain streets that there are certain precautions that you right. must take if you want to survive, and I, that's called street smarts. I'm, I'm in these and streets. We'll call that street IQ. Okay. So we might, we might have to have play a, a game. You have a high IQ. street IQ, sir. We we might have to huh? play a game. we might have to play a game uh, with Street IQ. Maybe we have to get we might have to IQ fuck with Street IQ because that's an important that's an important thing out in these streets, man. Street IQ. So what would you say? What would you say is um, what is it that makes a neighborhood scary, right? Like you when you rolled through to pick up your girl back in that day, and you did all that extra shit. How did you know that it was well, time to do that? How did you know it was time to? start the security measures there, if you will there there were guys like multiple guys standing on the corner who called themselves <laughs> savages they call themselves they refer to themselves as savages anybody that's calling themselves a savage you know you just can't trust <laughs> and there were chinese food restaurants on every corner right across the street from beauty supply places and right the right um, next door to liquor stores and there were fences around the uh walgreens and um, 
the police don't come out there and never do is changing transmissions in the alley. <laughs> How did you see somebody in the alley? What the fuck was you doing that close to the alley, dog? See, I might have to deduct from your street IQ on that one, dog. You see an alley, you stay far because away from that motherfucker. You have to do a shortcut. You have to, you have to park. Like, to, you couldn't park on the street. Because they'll get you. See you, what the fuck happened to car. Ricky when he took the shortcut down the alley? You ever seen Boys in the Hood? You That's ever seen true. that shit? Touche. Don't spoil it though. Don't spoil it for those who haven't seen Boys in the Hood. Ricky took a shortcut in the alley, and that was a pivotal way. part of the movie. It, 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 yeah, that that changed everything. <laughs> Go ahead, dog. So, okay. So, you saw guys hanging out, and you see motherfuckers changing transmissions in the middle of the street. No body shop, no lift. No no, <laughs> no floor jack. It was just on some blocks. Like, they, I don't know how the damn car got up on the blocks. <laughs> they had no tools, but the transmission was out. And when you say blocks, these are cinder blocks. Like, yeah. these ain't jack stairs, dog. Yeah, these are cinder blocks. You know what? Um, I think that people who have any sort of street IQ, okay, they know what the fuck a scary neighborhood looks like. But right. uh scary neighborhoods aren't only urban, dog. They you don't you don't have to be in an urban part of town to be in a scary neighborhood. Okay. 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 I, so I like where you're going with this. Okay. So um I was I was out in North Carolina. I lived in a place called Havelock, North Carolina. There was a fuck the city was like five minutes fucking long. And uh so I had a a ninety nine Ford Explorer. This is like two thousand two. Was it a two tone um, to- Ford Explorer? Explorer. Nah, it wasn't a two tone Ford Explorer. You know how it's done. I think that's what he said. Yeah, Sounds bumping ain't that s- I don't know why Jumped I still remember on the that. 110. We're talking about yeah. Ice Cube. This is old. Yeah, that was Ice Cube. Sorry. Injection stuff <laughs> I don't know why I still remember that whole fucking verse. Anyway, it so uh, it was super dope. So uh, and I actually drive the one ten every now and again since I'm in Cali. But that's anyway, that's another. You can. That's another so thing. if you had your two tone fold Explorer, you could just bump that song the whole time. It wasn't. It wasn't two tone though. Oh. Uh, he was kind of weak for having a two tone, but. uh so I got a Ford Explorer, and I'm driving to the nearest Best Buy. The nearest Best Buy is an hour and away in a city called Greenville. And if you live in North Carolina, you call it Greenville, okay? I know okay. it's spelled Greenville, but you call it Greenville, okay? So you, I'm driving to Greenville, and I get all the way down to the fucking Best Buy, dog, and I handle my business at Best Buy, and I'm leaving. Now, this is pre-iPhone. This is pre-Google Maps. I got to get back an hour back to have Havelock, North Carolina. Well, let's say this. Okay. I get lost. I get lost on my way back. It's dark as a motherfucker, right? right? And all I know is I'm in somewhere in Greenville and fucking it's dark. It's a bunch of fucking trees. It's big ass houses surrounded by woods. Fuck. It, they look like forests. So what's the difference between woods and a forest? I don't know. I think, I think it was mother- woods, woods is just like like 20 trees in a forest is uh-huh. like 20 or more trees. Well, check this out. Motherfuckers have forests next door to their fucking house. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That was their property. And so and it's and it's only like a two-lane street, okay? 
and it's like like one. No, no, no. I take that back. I take that back. Well, is it like a one? No, it's a two lane street. There's actually two lanes Dude, on the motherfucker, right? It sounds like you're about to like talk about some wrong turn shit. You ever seen that movie? The wrong. I've turn? never seen the wrong turn. But if it's anything like this, the shit was scary. Okay. It's fucking nighttime, and it's a two lane street, and the houses are fucking. Uh, they're they're like a half mile apart from each other, and it's multiple cars and driveways. It's cars. Oh, by the way. When I mean driveway, I don't mean like gravel or cement or asphalt. I mean just dirt. Motherfuckers okay. is parked on a dirt. And you see old beat up fucking old school Ford or excuse me. Yeah, Ford. Um, the Ford pickup trucks, dog. Like White the, Ford yeah. pickup trucks. Dog. The shit looked like it was straight out of a slave movie. I was scared as a motherfucker. I was scared for my motherfucking life. Okay. And to me, that was a scary neighborhood. I was scared out of my damn mind. If my fucking explorer would have broke down, so, I don't know what the fuck I would have did, dog. So, so I don't know imagine, what I would have did. You imagine yourself getting tied up and tossed behind, tossed in the trunk of one of these. Uh, you goddamn right. These Thirty-two yeah. Ford uh, model model uh, S's or whatever they dog, were. It was the old school Ford fucking metal pickup like, trucks, like beat up is, as a motherfucker, like like this is Mississippi burning or something. Seriously, dog, that was some scary shit. Um, it was so equivalent to. No, I. Th- th- what happened is I finally got my bearings together. And I got the fuck up out of there, dog. I met, and I, it might have been like that movie Wrong Turn, cause like I said, I got lost. I took a turn, and I just see like a residential area, but it's not like a city residential area where there's shit going on. It's a quiet street, no fucking street lights. The fucking houses are like fucking. <laughs> A half mile apart from each other, right. dog. See, wrong turn. Big ass trees, fucking forest next door to people's houses. They backyards is in the fucking forest, and motherfuckers had white pickup trucks and big trees in their front yards. And I could just picture myself hanging so, from one of the motherfuckers. So, so y'all dog. know what y'all know what scares TJ is is white people with white pickup trucks. Dog, no, 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 not any white pickup truck. I'm talking about the old school fucking like 1950. The rounded boys, the the small, because you know Ford trucks are big now. I'm right. talking about the small body, right. white Ford pickup trucks. Now, if we driving in the middle of L.A. with one of them, it's not a big fucking deal. You know what I'm saying? If you driving down in Orange County with the motherfucker, it's not a big deal. If I see you driving to St. Louis City with it, Ooh. it's not a big deal. But if we're in the country and... In, in, if, but if you're in bumfuck North Carolina. Right. You in, you in nowhere North Carolina... And you have woods for a backyard or a fucking forest, okay? That's your backyard. You don't know, I don't know what the fuck is going on back there in the forest. And you have a big-ass house, and the separation between your house is a fucking half mile, okay? And you have a white Ford pickup truck. I'm getting the fuck up out of there. I'm locking my doors. I'm turning down the music. I'm turning off my neon lights. All the shit that you did... My street IQ went up. <laughs> I call way. that shit my country IQ. I don't know. Th- that's my that's my country IQ. When I see that shit, that yo, see, that's I got real. I got like a middle of the road kind of uh, being scary story, um, and I'll be quick. This is a quick one. <clears throat> I was like in the eighth grade, and my um, people are from Mississippi, little town called Clarksdale, and <clears throat> I would go there all the time. And I went one night, and my cousins were outside, and everybody was chit-chatting and stuff. And yep. 
um, they just became like kind of heavy into uh, is this snitching if I say you calling out names you snitch well no 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 we talked about snitching if you was partaking in something that was a wrong act it's not that bad and can I say you what their start affiliation telling, was you snitching huh can I say what their affiliation was go for it okay so they were vice lords right and um and so a dude one this of isn't alleged allegedly this, they were vice lords i don't know what the hell they are so some guy oh man up, now you just call out gang names now you're gonna get somebody killed <laughs> man you can't be calling out okay fucking names you said, you said go ahead look i thought you knew it man all right you well, miss you know, calling out dog you know around go this ahead. time i was a snitch though so like i said this was middle right. school snitching uh, ass jane go ahead <laughs> This is this is when I uh, snitched on Manny, right? So, right. Uh, so I this guy walks up. He was like, "Hey, what's down?" And I say, "What's up, man?" And he looked at me, and he just like had like his face just changed, and he was like, and he had like this snarl on his face. He said, "I said what's down," and I'm like, "What's up?" And dude, like, looked like he was about to reach for something. He was a little older than me. Like, you know, he might have been, like, 15 or 16. And my cousins was like, hey, man, he ain't from around here. So you couldn't even say what's up to these guys. Like, the shit was so serious. He was such a savage that you couldn't even greet this man like 99% of the free world would greet a person. He had a problem with me saying what's up because the way they greet each other is what's down. So you have to be neutral and say, what's happening? What's going on? <laughs> I didn't right. know that shit. So, and this is, like I said, small town, 3,000 something people in Mississippi. And the moral of the story is savages are everywhere. They might be in the south side of Chicago. They might be in Mississippi. They may be in North Carolina in the woods, but the savages are out here. Savages are definitely out here. Can I add to that moral of the story, too? Go ahead. Yo, there's some rules out there, and some people call it street smarts. We're going we're gonna to up your street IQ right now. There are certain rules you have to follow when you're in a neighborhood that you don't know, okay? avoid. First of all, avoid fucking neighborhoods you don't know well at nighttime. If you're not fucking from there, don't go there. Okay, and don't be trying to go there at night for a first fucking time. If you are going to go there for a first time, you make sure that you have a tour guide. You know what I'm saying? Somebody who knows the area well. See, when I was in Inglewood, I I had a tour guide. You had a tour guide. And I hope and I hope he knew the area well and he was well known. Yes. You don't get no fucking rookie tour guide to just start who just moved fucking in. You don't do that shit. Right. So you don't go to neighborhoods you don't know at nighttime. And if you do go, you make sure you have a tour guide, okay? You especially after midnight. You don't be hanging around in other fucking neighborhoods after midnight. I would say after ten, but don't be caught dead in a neighborhood you don't know after midnight. Okay? That's number one. Number two, if you are there, don't be there by yourself. And I'm not talking about the tour guide at this point, because you still need that tour guide. I'm talking about you need some friends that will good friends motherfuckers that will ride for you too okay so, so this is not so it's you the tour guide and you said friends so multiple so now it's four people at least at least a second okay, okay? so you got you the tour guide and another person okay do not be out there by yourself right 
Okay. And if you are out there, whether by yourself or with others, be fucking aware of your surroundings. Don't just be walking around like you own the motherfucker. This is somebody's neighborhood. This is somebody's this is somebody's hood where they go every day. Savages feel like around. they own neighborhoods. And so if you don't understand yeah, savages, they no, own they everything. They don't feel like they own it. No, the savages own everything, yeah. but legally on paper, they don't own shit. Okay. Because right. <laughs> they ain't bought no houses. So they own the sidewalk. They own the streets. They own the fire hydrants. They own everything that is there. They own everything. Watch out for the savages. They own everything. So if you are there, whether you with others or by your fucking self, be aware of your surroundings. Know where you are. Know what's around you, okay? Don't be fucking walking around with earbuds in, talking about, right. I'm trying to listen to this to this TLOP. You know what I'm saying? Bro, you I'm slipping. trying to listen to, you, the, you, you to the life of Pablo. Slipping. You are already slipping if you walking around with white earbuds. They... Hey, that's like savage bait. They know you got an Apple product <laughs> under them um, earbuds. Don't do that. Right. Right. Don't get it twisted. You thinking that, man, these, these guys are savages. They didn't go to school. They're uneducated. That's where you're wrong. They know what the fucking tech products are, okay? And they know how to use them. And they know. You think, oh, man, I got my phone locked. If they try to break into my passcode 10 times, it's going to wipe my phone. And you know what? Oh, by the way, uh, when they steal my phone, I could just go to find my iPhone. Man, Savages is on to all of that shit, okay? Right. Savages are smarter than you fucking think. <laughs> they will go down to whatever They will go down to whatever corner store or whatever uh, kiosk, wireless kiosk <laughs> store or pop-up shop that they need to go to right. and have your shit open, wiped, and resold within an hour. The Damn. savages, they know what the fuck is going it's on. It's like that. And I know we got to go in a second, but let me say two more things. I've got to help the people. I want... This cor- this Corporate Streets podcast, this is about bridging the gap. We told you that in the first episode. So let me help you out one more. Let me give you a super hack about these scary neighborhoods. The easiest way to identify if you are if you fucked up and you ended up in the wrong place if you see the street name Martin Luther King you done <laughs> fucked up now we go we're going we're going we're going to go dive deeper into this one day not tonight um, one of these days we will talk days. about MLK aka Martin Luther King street i don't drive, care if it's Boulevard, a, a drive all of that. or an avenue where you are but if it's Martin Luther King and it's a street, you fucked up. You need to just nine hear and a half times out of ten. Hey, you just found the hood. Hey, point your car towards the North Star and start driving that way. <laughs> Get the fuck out of there, quick. <laughs> and last but not least, we just podcasters, savages. Please don't take any of this personal. We love y'all and we we respect y'all. We put all the respect on your names. All this do. Uh, all praises to the savages and please don't run up on me because I'm just a podcaster. I got a family. I'm just trying to help the people, savages. I know I'm taking food out of your mouth. I don't mean to do it that way. I'm just trying to save the people. Uh, I'm just trying to, and I'm also trying to teach them the mannerisms that they should have when they walk into your neighborhood, man. I know you own the shit and I want them to respect your neighborhood. I want them to put some respect on your name. Put some respect on your name. Ugh. Shout out to y'all. So, shout out. Um, you got anything else, Holmes? Man, 
this was uh, a great up. Uh, man, I'm I'm so happy to be doing this, man. It's it's this three o'clock, three o'clock a.m. I'm just happy to be on this podcast and for nothing I fucked up. I mean, this it's it's a it's a miracle, y'all. I'm very grateful for this and to have everybody that tunes in and listens faithfully. I'm uh, very happy to have y'all. All right. So and for the people that there don't, you have it. Wait, wait. And the people that don't fuck y'all. <laughs> Unless Man, y'all start listening. There later. you have it. There you have it. This is another Corporate Streets podcast. We did it again. We look, man. You can, like I say, you can be listening to anybody in the world, but you listen to us. And whether you, whether Jaren knows it or not, we both appreciate that. I just want to let you know if there's a topic that you want to hear us ramble about, hit cut the beat, cut the beat. Oh, my bad. I was getting my juicy J on, man. My bad. No, man, cut the beat. If there if there's a particular topic that you want to hear us ramble about, you can hit us up at thecorporatestreets at gmail.com. That is thecorporatestreets at gmail.com. T H E C O R P O R A T E S T R E E T Z at gmail.com. And you just listened to another Corporate Streets podcast. This is the podcast where you spend $250 to pick up your seven series from a luxury detail, only to drive down to the nearest gas station and put $8 on pump two. That's it. Peace. Peace. Put some respect on my name. Put some respect on my name. <laughs> Put some respect on my name. Put some respect on my name. Yeah. All right.